The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Welcome to the show. This is Sumner County Spotlight. I'm Jeff Shannon. Welcome into the Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Of course, each and every uh, Sunday, sponsored by our friends at FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville. And it's so nice to have you visiting with us today. We have our really uh, an interesting uh, topic we're going to talk about today. We've got a couple of uh, guests in here. And you, you've all heard about the Tennessee Honey Festival. Well, that's coming up on Sunday, October the 3rd from 10 to 5 down at First Horizon Park. Of course, you know that being the home of the Nashville Sounds. It's going to be a great location for that. So uh, we have Erica Brister right here live in our studio. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Excited to be here to talk about the Tennessee Honey Festival. Well, I'm going to tell you something. What you guys have done with this thing is is phenomenal. And the promotion that you're putting out on Facebook is Great. Do you have somebody that does that? Yeah, <laughs> That's we do. That's a full-time gig right there. We I'm have an you. amazing team at our uh, corporate office at U.S. Pest Protection, which is our headquartered here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And so our Honey Festival team is aggressively pounding the pavement on Facebook, um, but it takes a lot more than just Facebook. It takes a lot of having discussions. Sure. It takes a lot of going to beekeeping meetings. It takes a lot of talking to people in the community about the importance of pollinators. It takes a lot of educating our consumers from a pest control standpoint about the importance of pollinators. So there um, is a lot of work that goes into the promotion of this honey festival. The Mm -hmm. Facebook team, though, at U.S. Pest is dedicated a lot of their time to promoting the honey festival, and they've done a great job with it, and we work our little tails off. Well, you know, I think people probably, if they haven't heard about it, I don't know how they could not, Uh but tell us how this all started. How how did it begin? What was the inception to this? Okay, so being in the pest control industry my entire life, I am really passionate about pest control. Um, Here we are, you know, two decades later, and what happened is I became interested in beekeeping. So I went to a beekeeping class down in Williams. Simpson County or Brentwood at Green Door Gourmet. A lot of the information that they were discussing at this beekeeping class was really over a lot of other people's heads only because they were talking about insects. They were talking about hive beetles. They were talking about, you know, protecting this insect from the environment, protecting this insect from pesticides. And so I was really understanding at a really deep level what they were discussing and how insects behave and how they are in a community and how they uh, respond to environmental factors. So anyways, one of the things that um, that was discussed at this beekeeping class was how the misapprehension 
application of pesticides is one of the, not all, but one of about five reasons that they believe, the beekeeping community believes, that the decline of the honeybee is taking place. So that along with, you know, big box stores and neonectoids being, you know, in the plants and then, you know, traveling beehives and whatnot. But I went up to one of the speakers that was there talking and I said, um, his name was Jay Williams and is Jay Williams Mm -hmm. and he operates Williams Honey Farm down in Williamson County. He's amazing. He is a great presenter. I was really just drawn to him as a beekeeper, if there is such a thing, (laughs) which actually there is such a thing because in the beekeeping world, you get a mentor and that's how they teach each other. So did they teach you how to wear that outfit? Yeah, they do. You look really good in that. They do. But it has to have U.S. Pest on it, right? Yeah, actually we have some that have that on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I went up to him and I said, hey, like, I think that my industry, the pest control industry, can help you guys. Okay. I think we can partner together. So anyways, fast forward um, a year later, after we had bees on our farm in Cottontown, we had beehives that were operating and got installed on our farm in Cottontown. And this idea for the Honey Festival came to me as we were installing our bees on our farm. And it was really an idea for how to educate and bring the community together around this really important topic of bees. That's 2018 when when you started this all off? Yeah, 2017 is when it actually started and the idea started taking shape. 2018 was when the actual festival, the first festival itself happened. But when we first, when I first put the idea out there, it was, we had like several hundred people that wanted to come all of a sudden. And believe it or not, when it was first founded, it was called the Honey, Hendersonville Honey Soiree. And so that was um, the original uh, name, and then I changed it to the Henderson Mill Honey Festival, and we were going to have it at Mont Haven, okay. and it was going to be a really intimate dinner, and it was all about honey and tasting the local honeys, <laughs> etc. And um, I was really trying to craft this intimate experience. Sure. Well, we had like 400 people in about 24 hours, I guess, that mm-hmm. were interested in it. I canceled that event. Because my gut told me that this was bigger than just an intimate dinner. dinner. Like this was something that people were really responding to. So we moved it. um, We canceled the 2017 event and we moved it to 2018 a year later Mm -hmm. and gave us about a year's worth of time to promote and develop what this honey festival was going to be. And so in 2018, we had it at Memorial Park in Hendersonville and it was a grand success and people from all over the state and country came to it and, and we all grew that real fast we've been yeah i mean we had it in 2019 at the same place yeah. and then again a similar thing happened where where else could this be to make it even bigger and better and so we moved it moved it to the nashville sound stadium wow well, that's great. I mean, there's just so much that, that goes on in creating an event like this. I mean, you yeah. know, planning events is no easy task. Right. But, but the fact that you've you've stuck with this and helping to promote honey, and, and and I guess global warming doesn't have anything to do with the decline of honeybees. I would hope not. I have no idea if global warming has anything to do with it. Yeah. I know that um, a, lot, a lot of times I say, if the science is correct, yeah. then we need to do our part. Sure. So if some statements are correct, then I need to do my part for from a pest control industry standpoint, and we need to research that science, and then we need to make accommodations based on what some of the facts may be. So if someone thinks that global warming is a part of the honeybee decline, then I encourage mm-hmm. them to buy an electric car. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but. Yeah, so well, 
tell us the purpose of the honey festival. I mean, its main purpose. Yeah, the main purpose of the Tennessee Honey Festival is to bring the community together and give them quick access to all of our local honey vendors and our local beekeepers because beekeepers are not, a lot of them are not technically savvy. Mm -hmm. They are busy dealing with their hives. They're just a really interesting group of people. And so it's... They're really sweet. Oh, they're so sweet. Yeah, they're so sweet and so smart. Um, And so the first thing is to get the community um, involved and give them access to the local honey that we have in this great state. And then another component is the education component. Because Mm -hmm. as soon as I start talking about honeybees to someone, they just immediately want to know more and they want to experience more. And it can be really overwhelming. So we give a lot of people come for the education component around honeybees and the importance of honeybees. So that's the purpose. Well, and two, you you do a thing out at Monhaven now that kids uh, get to, I guess, do a little creative, fun kind of concept out there. And they uh, what's their purpose there? They have to draw honeycombs or something of that nature? Um, are you referring to the pop- homeschool pop-up? Yeah, well, I guess that's what that is, right? Yeah. Um, so, Mont Haven uh, is currently, what they are doing, they are producing the art tent this year okay. at the 2021 Tennessee Honey Festival. Okay. And what they have going on on August 16th is a pop-up homeschool event where over 100 people have already responded to wow. coming, which is great. Yeah, It's where the kids get to come together. We have the Tennessee Honey Festival has a beehive, an observational beehive coming for part of the experience. And then we also have some presenters that will be presenting on the importance of bees and all about bees to 100 families or so. Um, they're gearing up to present those hives that are going to be painted at Mont Haven. They're gearing okay. up for those to be at the Tennessee Honey Festival this year so that anybody that participates in this homeschool pop-up event at Mont Haven August 16th starts at 10 a.m. We'll be able to see their hives on display at the Tennessee Honey Festival at the Nashville Sound Stadium. So uh, speaking of education, you do have a interactive mobile bee classroom. Oh my gosh. What is that about? Yes, that (laughs) is amazing. The mobile bee classroom is, it's a trailer that was made here locally by Williams Honey Farm, Jay Williams. And what his inspiration and motivation was for that was he wanted people to be able to get up close and personal with bees and be able to see what a beehive looks like, to see how honeybees interact, to be able to actually get close to them and not get stung or not have a fear of getting stung. So it's on this like 15 foot by 8 foot trailer and it's completely enclosed with really with metal but you can see through it and there's two big beehives in there and then he has fashioned it so that you can put your hands through these gloves that are on the side of the trailer and you can actually hold a honey frame with bees all over it talking about like a thousand bees on it you can hold it up close to your nose and get you know an inch from a thousand bees and you're in no danger i'm talking like from three years old to 100 years old you do not have to worry about getting stung so it's a cool experience what a that's that's a great concept yeah i know the kids love that because you always see the white boxes out on fields and Uh they're stacked up out there and people yeah but the good thing is people aren't going to go up to it hopefully because they they know that hey this I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, well, and the white hives, believe it or not, it's not just a lot of people use white paint, but it's not necessary to use white so paint. So it doesn't attract them or anything like that? No. I mean, the only color that bees don't like is black. And um, funny story is my, one of somebody that works with me, Heather, when we first installed our bees, she was wearing a long black skirt. No. When we installed them. <laughs> 
and it was a flowy long black skirt, and she got like 15 bee stings. <laughs> Stay away. Under her skirt. I'll wow. just say that. <laughs> so don't wear black if you want to deal with bees. There you go. Hey, so what are some of the other initiatives that have sprung off from the Honey Festival? So some of the initiatives that have sprung off from the Honey Festival are the um, initiatives such as the U.S. Pest Bee Friendly Pest Control Initiative, yeah. which has springboarded the entire pest control industry to be more bee aware and be more bee friendly. So U.S. Pest is also fostering at least over 10% of our workforce is beekeeper trained. Okay. And and then the beekeepers that we have as a part of our network as a in the pest control industry is larger than anyone else's probably in the country because we are um, intimately involved with our beekeepers. Another component that's sprung from the Tennessee Honey Festival has been the future home of the Butterfly Atrium that was a vision. That, <laughs> Another um, vision. <laughs> yeah, that came about with Mont Haven actually, but it was it's always been in line with U.S. Pest, but the Tennessee Honey Festival wants to build in the future a butterfly atrium an insect museum and a pollinator museum here in hendersonville hopefully on the grounds of mott haven with the museum well that's going to be uh, totally exciting and uh, jk what do you you got to pop in here jk he's awesome and you know a great vocalist and musician and uh he's here today to inspire us well, and she triggered something you did by yeah. your uh, triggered me, you know, <laughs> uh, by the comment about the beekeepers. So we partner with all of them in Tennessee, mm-hmm. some in Kentucky. Just yesterday, I had an inspector out at a customer's house, and he said, "Oh my lord, we have all these bees out here. We need to get them." away from here and he'd been with us for about a year and doesn't know a lot of beekeepers and i was able to connect him okay. with the, i looked at a map there's an association i god i don't tennessee have keep beekeepers association you go on there yeah you look down you bring up the map and it shows you all the beekeepers in that area wow and i actually knew the beekeeper and so i forwarded him the link and the beekeeper was there in like 45 minutes and they're removing almost 90 percent of the bees i mean you can't remove all bees yeah. all the time yeah. right but we've removed thirty thousand bees and there's a hundred left yeah right and so we protect what matters most at us pest and the bees come first then we protect the humans so when we come back on the other side of this uh, we're talking with jk and uh, erica brister right now uh, with the honeybee festival and i want to talk more about so if somebody has an infestation of bees you don't just kill them right it's best to call we're, we're going to find out some steps to take that people could do to save the bees 100 percent. we'll be right back fnm bank presents sumner county spotlights since 1906 fnm bank has been serving middle tennessee with first class products and services visit them today at 221 indian lake boulevard in hendersonville or myfmbag.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. Welcome into this Sunday morning. And an interesting conversation with J.K. and Erica Brister right here with the uh, 2021 Tennessee Honey Festival taking place on October the 3rd down at First Horizon Park. And it's going to be going on from 10 to 5. And it's a Sunday, so you got plenty of time to come on out and do it. And you still have tickets available. And you can just uh, search on, on online on Facebook. You'll see it all over the place. And there's access to the website as well. So we want to make sure you visit that. So, J.K., on the other, the other side, we were talking talking about uh, if you have an infestation right and what are the steps one would take if they discover they have all these bees there and how to get rid of them so there's a lot of different situations where the bees may be in the wall mm-hmm. and like you mentioned 
on the break that they're up in the attic or they can become quite large. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing, the way they react to it is, oh, my God, we're in total danger. We're going to get stung all over and die because yeah. every movie about swarms <laughs> has right. done that. And also there's a big misconception and it's subconscious with people. Anything that has a stinger, evil, right? Mm-hmm. So wasps. Yes, we exterminate wasps. They're a threat. They hurt little kids. They do all that. They attack you in your backyard. Mm -hmm. Bees don't. Bees don't do that. So to everyone out there, I'm just going to say it up front and get it out of the way. Bees are not going to swarm you and attack you like the movie you saw of the Killer Bee movie or whatever. Okay, That's hyperbole. It's Hollywood. Same thing with sharks. Right? So there's misconceptions. So if you've ever been stung by a honeybee, you know that it's not like being stung by a wasp. True even as kids, okay? So the big thing is, is just to calm down, take a deep breath, and realize that the flowers in your rose garden, the flowers on your bushes, and how many they are this year. You People are walking out going, oh my God, look at all my flowers. Yes. Look, at the, yes. look at my fruit. <laughs> my peach trees, thousands of peaches in them this year wow. from our hives. Yeah. When I didn't have hives, there'd be two or 300 peaches. Yeah. Now there's like amazing amounts. So they are a benefit. Not only if you're environmentally conscious, they're a benefit to the environment. They're a benefit to the food sources. They're a benefit to your rose garden, to, to all the plants in your garden. Everything around your house, anything that has a bloom on it, they need it, right? So the thing is, is that we say you protect what matters most. So what matters most first? We go out there, an inspector comes out, they see what the issue is, a little hole, and there's probably thousands, 20,000, 100,000, whatever bees down in there. Yeah. So we contact one of our many beekeepers that we've partnered with, okay. all of them. I believe Ratcliffe is here in Hendersonville. He lives on the peninsula. So anything in Hendersonville, we call him. He's there. He'll tear the wall out. He will retrieve the majority of those bees. Wow. Good for And him. then that's the first <laughs> step. And then there's a small number left over. And unfortunately, you have to treat for those because now it's time to protect what matters most, which is the human being. Mm-hmm. And that's the balance that yeah. we found. Okay. So, no, we've had people that said, no, I don't care. Just kill them all. And we've walked away from it. Yeah. We will not just exterminate 30,000 bees. Yeah. We're not going to do it. Well, and, and that's a principled stand that we have. Sure. You that's know? good. And so we're going to protect what matters most. Yeah. So if they called you, then you would you know, go out, evaluate it, then yes. call in the right people to remove this hive. Yes. Yeah. Just yesterday, we did it 18 years ago. I was in our Hendersonville office, which is a little smaller back then, <laughs> and this woman comes down screaming and crazy, and I had no nothing to know to do, like I didn't know about bees, but I knew about them growing up. I used to hold them in my hand, go out to the little flower bush my grandma had, and I put them in my hand. They'd just crawl around on me. They never stung me. Yeah. So I said, one of our guys at the time said, I'll go down there and we'll get them, right? That's the mentality, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I'll protect the human being. Yeah. I said, no, you won't. I don't know why I said that. I had no idea. I went down four or five houses from our office and walked back, and it was a swarm hanging in a tree. Wow. I walked right up to it and was just, and didn't know what I was doing. They were flying all around me. Not one person stung her kids. She was screaming frantic. I calmed her down. I said, ma'am, they're honeybees. They're not wasps. Yeah, yeah. She thought they were wasps. She thought they were a big yeah. wasp's nest. Mm-hmm. So I got the yellow pages out because back then, even though there was the internet, it yellow wasn't pages? as big as it is. I got the yellow pages out, not giving a plug for them because... 
whatever, you know. Uh, but I did, and I looked through there, and I found a beekeeper. And I called him, and he came, and he put those bees and found the queen and put it in a bucket. And that was years before we got a bee thing, right? Why well, didn't I never hear that? You did. I've told that story a hundred times. She, but I, I just, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. But so the point is, is that I don't know, inherently her and I both love bees. We just didn't understand way back then how important they are. Sure. And I'll tell you, with her coming up with the Tennessee Honey Festival and everything that she's championed for the bees, up six years ago, was it six years ago when it really started? Six, seven years ago? Four. No, the, the, the idea. Was it five years? It was, yeah, see, what, every two years, I still say it's two years earlier. <laughs> right. you know, so it's five, it doesn't matter when, but the pest control industry, and I, of course, I'm the bold one, I'm going to say this. The pest control industry was not publicly bee friendly. Yeah. They weren't publicly bee friendly. They were. Mm-hmm. The industry has always been environmentally conscious. Right. I'm not attacking our yeah. industry, right? It's one of the most environmentally conscious industries there are because we're so regulated because of the training and because, of, but normal people don't know that because all the religion out there that's that doesn't understand it. Yeah. There's a lot of religion, yeah. honestly, on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Law right yeah that's made up based on parts of science right and so when she did this and we started promoting it and we said we're the only bee friendly pest control company in the world and by the way that's trademarked i believe and we <laughs> it's true yeah. okay yeah. all of a sudden two years later we started seeing national companies with bee pages on their websites when they laughed at us in the beginning yeah right laughed at her laughed at me laughed at all of us and said you're crazy that's never gonna work people are gonna go insane and i'm just telling the truth everybody just went and then we're standing there with b people that go you're evil blah 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 and after talking to them and her explaining it or me explaining it and saying look there's a balance here so within the industry they would go you know i've never heard it like that these are b people that that are like you're evil and now they're like yeah i'm on board with it so right pest control industry has as training been initiated within the the Uh, in our company for five years training so they're yes these pest control companies are trained on instead of exterminating to save these. Yes, the, the and bees. exterminating yeah. is probably the wrong word, and I'm just going to say this for education purposes because we ran into this a little while okay. ago. A lot of customers, you hear exterminator, you see a truck with extermination. No one can kill 100% of your bugs. If I come to your house and treat yep. your house on the outside, you're going to have bugs on the inside come out because they're getting trying to get away from the product. They're already dead. Yeah, You're going to see some bugs, and then we're going <laughs> to... That's why we're called pest control. Right. We control the environment environment we can we put a barrier and we control that makes the sense. bugs right i never so did that, know that so thanks for that right <laughs> hello everybody how are you doing so we control so if we never say we're going to eradicate 100 percent because i can go in and kill 99.9 percent of brown recluse in your house and that might not get one and it'll come back but we control it we knock sure. it back down yeah. and we eventually we can eradicate it completely but it's a process yeah so it's just about truth same thing in bees same thing with the industry we love this industry we love the people in the industry and no one in the pest control industry wants to destroy or hurt anything but what we will do i'll tell you 
we couldn't have thrived the way we have. We wouldn't have eight billion, seven billion people on the planet. We would, we wouldn't have the emerging nations that we have if it wasn't for pest control, disease, famine. You wouldn't be able to wear cotton shirts. Nobody would be able to wear have the clothes we have if it wasn't for the pest control industry. Now, is there a lot of weirdness? Yes, yeah. sure. There's history. There's stuff, but a lot of that history that hasn't happened in 30 years is still here. And it's the same thing with bees, same thing with anything. There's new information, new science. We are an IPM company. You pay us as an expert. If I come out there and I don't need to apply product, I'm not going to. Right. If I need to apply a trap or if I need to dust a hole or if I need to just spider mop your house, I might not even put pesticide around your house if I don't have to. Now, if we can use that word exterminate for COVID, Oh, I'd love to. to totally 100%. I bet you you'd anything. Be, you'd be a millionaire. I bet you anything <laughs> that the scientists at these big companies could come up with a with a human safe friendly <laughs> pesticide that we could get rid of COVID because if you look at it under a microscope it's a bug yeah i bet you we could at least that's what my common sense is yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> but but you do have uh, methods you, you can sanitize areas offices and things like that with yes. a product that would help eliminate that but it's again it has to be controlled and well it's know. a product that we've used for a long time and we created a, a label and everything called viral clans we've protected businesses some homes with for sick you know my sick yep. and they need a cleanse and we go in and we fog everything it puts a light mist on there we wipe it off and all the virus 99.9 percent okay. it's not lysol it's a <laughs> yeah. it's a professional grade bacterial and viral cleanser okay, okay. Right. And, right. and so uh we go in and we could come in here and we treat all this and we wipe down everything and we pretty much guarantee that we kill what's there now if you come back in after about 38 hours, it, it has a little bit of a residual, 24 to right. 48 hours or something. But after that, if you're not washing your hands and you're not following guidelines and you're not, uh, if you're touching your face all the time after you, whatever, shook yeah. hands with somebody, yeah. then it's it only works. So we do some businesses once a week. We do some okay. businesses every other week. We do some homes every once a month or every two weeks. Uh, but it's called ViraCleanse. You can look at ViraCleanse.com, I think, at USPest.com, USCrawlspace.com. They're all connected. That's our three uh, yeah. businesses. And we'll come out to your home uh, once a month or twice a month, or, or we'll come to your business same way and put it on a frequency to where we sanitize the majority of surfaces where you're high trafficked. Yeah. We're not going to go from the ceiling to the floor, but <laughs> the kitchen, the desks, the phones, the things, you know, the handles on the phones yeah. and stuff. And, and we do that. Yeah. Well, you might as well uh, come into radio stations every day. You might we need to should. <laughs> With all of the <laughs> riffraff around here. <laughs> that was the word I was going to say. That's it. That was uh, it. Hey, so listen, you know, when you mentioned the, the website for U.S. Pass, what, do you have a website for the Honey Festival? Yes, tnhoneyfestival.com. There you go. Or Tennessee, okay. just Google Tennessee Honey Festival. It's going to be there. And it's going to be there. Okay. Tennesseehoneyfestival.com if you can spell. tnhoneyfestival.com if you can't. Yeah. <laughs> so... When you go on onto your your website too, I mean, I, I assume that you're going to have merch there. You're going to have you can get tickets there on the website for the the festival, uh, which is coming up uh, October the third, which will be here before we know it. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, school just two started, months. But, two yeah. months from now. Wow. Sixty days. Sixty days. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah TennesseeHoneyFestival.com. You can get t-shirts. We have great hats. We have the 2021 t-shirt about to launch, but you can get a really great deal right now on our past t-shirts. Yeah. Um, for $10, you can get a Tennessee Honey Festival t-shirt at TennesseeHoneyFestival.com. You can also get a ticket or a family pack okay. at TennesseeHoneyFestival.com, and um, you'll be able to have access to everything that is going to be available at the Tennessee Honey Festival this you year. You could have a tent out there with all the merch as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can buy a t- T-shirts and hats and everything at the Tennessee Honey Festival for sure. So I want to make sure that J.K. is going to be out there performing all of his honey songs over the years. yes. We want him singing. (laughs) The first year we were singing. What was that on the... Here, sing sing the thing we were singing on the... Oh, what? We're going, honey. Oh, honey. honey. Yeah, Ricky Skaggs. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, won't you open that door? Now if we could just get, get you to put on a, a big gray wig, Ricky Skaggs impersonation. Yeah, man, he's a legend. I got to meet him once, and he's a really sweet really guy, is. man. Yeah. yeah, at the Ryman. And uh, but Mo Pitney is going to oh, be right. headlining yeah. the Tennessee Honey Festival with his song "Local Honey." It is the sound, the official sound of the yeah. Tennessee Honey Festival. And then we have Jeremy McComb, yeah. who is uh, just an amazing artist, songwriter. Um, and I'm not going to get into his history. <laughs> I'm joking. And then we have the Dries, husband and wife, uh, okay. just amazing duo. Then uh, Morgan Alexander, who is just this uh, true Nashville. Like he has original albums and everything you can find him on itunes but and all of them on itunes spotify everywhere but morgan he plays broadway but also tours yep. but he's a just an amazing guy and he's going to be opening up the show but mo pitney is just an amazing guy we he just is. did promo for the festival with him at the sounds ballpark man one of the most beautiful guys you'll ever meet yes. loves the lord christian beautiful man yeah. and he just his voice is just awesome i i was listening to him and i was like he's kind of like a mix between ronnie dunn and greatness or yeah. something yeah. like yeah. like well, he McDaniel, has that tone uh, yeah Right of Ronnie Dunn, but not, and and he's got this these bass notes in his voice along with the mids and the highs, and it's just it's just pure honey. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So one, one of my favorite songs is "Clean Up on Aisle 9 He did. This is fabulous. A great song. If you look at the video, it's really cute too. So. Right, <laughs> right. And then he's got "Ain't Bad for a Good Old Boy," and he's got you know stuff like that. So that's yeah. a um, it's a Mo is an amazing guy, and of course the hundreds of thousands, millions of people that know him already and have seen him on the Opry mm-hmm. and have seen him in his tours, they're going to know when they get there, it's not just about him or just about the festival. It's a marriage. Yeah. Well, that's going to be fabulous. And hey, let's go on the other side of this break. We're going to talk more about the Tennessee Honey Festival, which is again coming up on October 3rd. So stick around with more from Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Well, welcome back to the Sunday Morning, the Summer County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon, and we are in the midst of talking. Great event coming up, Tennessee Hunting Festival, coming up Sunday, October the 3rd, down at First Horizon Park. It's going to be on from 10 to 5. You can get tickets uh, on their website. And, Erica, what is the, the website again, Tennessee Honey it Festival? It is TennesseeHoneyFestival.com, TNHoneyFestival.com, okay. or TennesseeHoneyFestival.com. We were talking on the other side about the musical artist and, and Mo Pitney coming yeah. in, and, you know, an incredible artist. 
and yes. I think people are really enjoy. If you haven't heard him yet, you're, you're going to really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the I guess the Drys. And yeah, Morgan the Drys Alexander. are amazing. They're beautiful people. They have really strong voices. Um, they are participating right now, I believe, in the Chattanooga Songwriters Festival. Mm-hmm. Is how I um, came about them and they're awesome and then we have jeremy mccomb which jk's already talked about mm-hmm. um which is awesome and then morgan alexander um again is our local artist real nashville guy that plays down on broadway a lot and it's gonna be a great show oh, from great. 10 a.m till 5 p.m the music stage is gonna be really just blasting <laughs> with some amazing experiences love in music. it love mm-hmm. it love it love it so what are some of the unique things about the the 2021 version of the tennessee honey festival oh my gosh so this year we're really pulling it out of all different spaces in order to give the festival goers an amazing experience we have um which you can see pictures of them on our facebook page um at tennessee honey festival on our facebook you can see the mocktails and cocktails that have been crafted and engineered in order to um between us and honey tree meadery which is down in east nashville as well as maypop sparkling water which is a, a local nashville sparkling water company so we are creating things such as the um signature cocktail of called the bee groaning which is vodka, <laughs> honey tree, a sweet baby ginger, honey tree mead, okay. and then Campari. And you'll have a booth out there. Well, it's actually the Nashville Sounds are actually going to be bartending the oh. entire event. Nice. So okay. they we we had a meeting recently with the Nashville the food and beverage director of the Nashville Sounds as well as Honey Tree Meadery and Maypop Sparkling Water and the Tennessee Honey Festival team, and we had kind of designed these signature cocktails and mocktails in order for us to um, serve and so the Nashville Sounds are actually serving these mocktails and cocktails at the bar at the Nashville Sounds and then they will also be having pop-up vendor tents all throughout the festival so you can get your mocktail and cocktail (laughs) that is sweetened with local honey all throughout the festival. Nice. And mm-hmm. so you, I, you got tons of vendors, I guess. Oh, we have 100 plus vendors. Okay. Um, we have 35 plus local honey vendors that are all throughout Middle Tennessee and even as far as Knoxville. So that's really exciting. Now, is it true that if you, you're supposed to have, if you have allergies, if you consume local honey, it's supposed to help? Yeah. And that's the okay. reason why we're making sure that everyone knows where the honey is from in Tennessee. So okay. if, we, if you're from Williamson County and you want to get your most local honey to your home you're going to be able to locate your williamson county honey source at the festival if you are in um, another part of the state and if you're in hendersonville or in robertson county um, or in another county you're going to be able to have a map at the festival that will tell you where your most local honey is so that you can go directly to them and get the honey that is crafted around your neighborhood wow now you've thought everything. This is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're well, covering we really, all the bases. So. We really want to give people a unique experience, and what is really um, exciting about the Honey Festival is that they're going to be able to learn a lot this year from the education tent. And every hour on the hour, they'll be able to learn about beekeeping. They're going to be able to learn about what to plant for local pollinators. They even want to do beekeeping, um, as well as just talk to a bunch of beekeepers. And then they're going to be able to. The mural is something new this year that we have ever done which is exciting because um we're actually taking the 
Nashville famous wall murals that are all throughout the city. Yeah. And we are creating a unique, one-of-a-kind Tennessee Honey Festival wall mural that will be put up. Um, it does have some bees um, that yeah, are going to be on be. it. And that's going to be inside the Tennessee Honey Festival. Okay. And people can come in and take their picture with it. And it's going to be really unique. And it's one-of-a-kind. Is and that going to be permanent at the stadium? No, it's not okay. going to be permanent. Okay. Um, it may be. I don't so know if they like a, it enough. We can find a wall somewhere, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. They may like that. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe it could go permanently somewhere in Hendersonville. I, I like that idea uh-huh. as well. Yes, we'd love to bring folks to Hendersonville. This yeah, draw for them sure. Here. Yeah. yeah, I know that um, in 2018 and 19, when we had the Honey Festival here, there was 75% of the festival goers were from outside of Hendersonville. And out, a lot of them were even outside of the state. So yeah. Well, we love it when the, well, I'm sure the city loves it, too, to bring the, the sales tax the dollars here. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love that's, that. That's one thing that you do. Yeah, yes. indeed. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've had these contests where the honey contest winners. So what what is that contest? What are the requirements for that? Well, when the first year we had the contest, we didn't really know what we were doing. <laughs> so, so we... Um, kind of just went off of what does it look like does it taste good you know how does it compare to everything else um we've gotten a little bit more refined but not as refined as the beekeepers would probably like for us to mm-hmm. um because they can get really scientific with their honey sure. and yeah. what constitutes as good honey so what we're looking at is clarity whether or not the honey itself is clear making sure it's not foggy um we're also looking at the aroma of the honey um and if it has a really nice aroma and a um, and whatnot based on the judges and then the taste of course we yeah. get to taste the honey so in the past in 2018 um, this is a, a really cool tie-in in 2018 Jay Hesselwert he's Tennessee State Bee Inspector for the Tennessee Department of Agriculture his honey which won the 2018 Honey Festival and in 2019 Brandon Harden with Just Bees out of Murfreesboro won the um, 2019 Tennessee Honey Festival Honey Tasting and this year we're actually taking that honey and those those are the two honeys that will be spotlighted in the drinks that we're going to be oh, serving. Okay. So beekeepers, by the way, it is free. And a lot of people don't know this. It is free, 100% free for beekeepers to participate in the Tennessee Honey okay. Festival. So they, we are trying to make sure that they have a space to operate and get their honey out there. So if any beekeepers are listening to this and you have honey or if you have a brand that you're trying to get out into the community this is the space that you want to do it in because it's not going to cost you a thing and jk (laughs) so uh just a little back story on that and as far as the festival goes i paint a picture of it because this is a boutique festival although Mm -hmm. we had the police said around ten thousand at the first one from 9 a.m till six and even after we closed at five we still had hundreds of people coming wow. the vendors sold out at one o'clock they like two that. o'clock yeah you know the, the next year they bought brought way more honey still sold out so the festival is unique as you can't just sign up and get a booth we are very particular about who we choose mm-hmm. for this festival even beekeepers even people i mean there are requirements there's you have to have a white tent you can't have a purple tent, a green tent, a blue tent. No black tents. There's all no black tents, <laughs> especially. Uh, you know, and and there's an interview process, and and literally thousands of people requested booths, and we chose a hundred. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I want everybody to know this is not the typical festival. You're not going to show up, and you don't know what's there, and it's 
you know, there could be 50 different colors of tents and you, and some of it, you're like, I can't believe they're here. You know, you're not going to have that <laughs> yeah. at our festivals, you know? Yeah. So Erica was very in the beginning, starting with the soiree and starting with other things like our, her concept. And then of course I buy into it, right? We buy into each other's concepts yeah. all the time because yeah. we believe in each other, but it had to be something special. It can't just be, and it's one of what only three in the whole country nice actual festival right yeah. so there's not a lot Amazing. of honey festivals yeah. in america there's only three and there was only two when this was created so it's it's very special very unique and just because you don't get in this year don't be offended just look at the standards that we set forth for the vendors that we choose mm-hmm. it's, it's not about money that's yeah. why beekeepers get in free yeah right so there yeah, you go. So one, let me just name off a few of the things that we're going to have as far as vendors. Um, we're going to have gluten-free baker, which is sweetened with honey. We're going to have honey caramels. We're going to have organic teas that are going to be paired with honey. We're going to have um, honey-inspired jewelry as well as some local Nashville artists that create really custom honey-inspired earrings. Um, again, we I reached out to a bonsai tree specialist here um and he is one of the only one within several hundred miles here in nashville he's called creekside bonsai and i just thought that would look cool sure at the festival (laughs) (laughs) um and then we have this place called made whole farm and they bring out probably about 500 potted mums that are beautiful for people and festival go festival goers to be able to take home with them so they can buy those there yes you can buy them there yep um then we have honey soaps and honey bath bombs and honey wax products um (laughs) yeah so everything we have a louisiana honey and nashville honey and knoxville honey so we have all kinds of different um honey and honey inspired um vendors and vendor booths so that's the purpose of the festival and um making sure that people have access to all things honey. but you know one thing i learned here i did not know there's different flavors of honey i thought honey was taste like honey right how do you have like uh judges that go "Mm, yeah mm, yeah yeah. yes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah honey has all kinds of different flavors they have like tupelo honey they have different um wildflower honey there's even some honey that i know people have infused with lavender um, and you, it's not just the honey that you can buy at the big big box stores that, yeah. uh, in a lot of ways, a lot of times are not actually honey. Um, it's actually um, wow. corn syrup that looks like honey. So to okay, get real, educated. <laughs> to get wow. real honey, sure. you have to have a real beehive that has real real bees that are pollinating flowers and working their tails off in order to create this this honey um a lot of the honey that you see in the big box stores is not actually honey yeah right and so there's thistle honey okay there's clover honey it's whatever plant like we do wildflower honey at our farm okay and so I plant flowers and throw out seeds, tens of thousands of them every year to have these wildflowers come up to get wildflower honey. And I control what kind of flowers to a point, but they'll get some thistle in there because I let it grow up and I don't cut it. So it gets mm-hmm. that uh, and a lot of clover. Uh, and so you will you can look on all the different honey brands and the local honey and they'll say thistle honey, orange blossom honey. You know, uh, whatever it is, that pollen for that local area, like you were talking about earlier, is really great. If you're going to travel to another state, order some honey from there, from a local honey person. Take that honey, put it in your tea, take a spoonful a day for a week. When you get there, you're not going to be itching. At least that's the theory, but (laughs) it seems to be true, you know. 
Well, I like that. Hey, listen, I'm going to take, just take a quick break, and we'll be right back on the other side. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Hey, welcome back to the Sunday Morning to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon, your illustrious host here for today. And, of course, we've been talking all things sweet today. Everything's sweet. And <laughs> come to find out, there's all different flavors of sweet. I, it blew my mind. But I'm, i got to tell you, Eric, I have been totally educated here because awesome. I had no idea that, that it was this involved. But uh, you, you have really worked on educating the public. And mm-hmm. you're teaming up with Monhaven yes. here in Hendersonville for, mm-hmm. for more of that. Tell us about yes. that. Yeah. Okay, so Monhaven, um, what's interesting about the Honey Festival is since the inception of the Honey Festival, we have always had an art tent. And that stems from my intense love of art. And I am an artist at heart. Um, and the, my paintbrush just looks a little different today <laughs> than it used to. Yeah. Um, I used to paint and do a lot of photography and do a lot of creation of art. And today, my paintbrush is creating honey festivals and <laughs> developing partnerships between uh, the Tennessee Honey Festival and Mont Haven. Mont Haven is doing um, a great job with producing the art tent this year. So okay. they have got some awesome projects that kids are going to be able to participate in, such as painting beehives um, there at the Honey Festival. They're going to be able to make um, different honey bee-themed art that they get to take home with them. And they're tying it into their homeschool pop-up day, which is August 16th. And we have the Tennessee Honey Festival is is providing an observation hive, which is similar to the mobile bee yard that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. where kids will be able to, and adults, because again, there's 100 plus kids and families coming to Mont Haven um, for this. And they're going to be able to see an observation hive or a honeybee hive that has glass walls on it so mm-hmm. that you can actually see the bees working and you can hold a frame and you can watch the bees work. Um, and then there will also be a presentation by Cardinal Academy, which is a local homeschool co-op located in Cottontown. And the teachers there, as well as the students, are crafting a educational message um, to make sure that everyone that attends this Mont Haven event is fully educated about honeybees and the importance of pollinators and um, can learn all things bee related the day of the event. So you have a spelling bee. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have a spelling bee. That's another thing Cardinal Academy is doing. Yeah. They are hosting the spelling bee and that's new to the festival this okay. year. Spelling bees um, are very, they just feel very um, traditional to sure. me. They yeah. feel very, you know, homey and quaint. And they're fun. And they're fun, yeah. yeah. And this year, what they're doing with the spelling bees, it's all things pollinator words. So it's not just the spelling bee. It is pollinator word specific. So they have all kinds of words in there that are, um, I think we have 15 registered kids. that you give them like a sheet to study prior to? Well, we don't give them all the words, I okay. don't believe. I think that uh, Cardinal Academy is giving them um, some example words because okay. there's not, it's not like the entire dictionary. So we're saying, <laughs> <laughs> here's some pollinator words that okay. um, you need to study. And right. um, so we've got, I think, five um, elementary kids and then 10 middle school kids that are going to be competing for the first inaugural 
spelling bee competition. And, and I think it's still right open. on the stage, right? Yeah, it's on the okay. stage at where the education tent is going to be happening. Okay. And it's actually happening before the honey festival, right before at 8 a.m. And then the they're going to be announced from the winners are going to be announced from the main stage right before the festival begins. Okay. Well, that sounds like you got all kinds of fun going on yes, out there. Yes, we're really busy. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's uh, you got you got music, you got mm-hmm. you know entertainment, you've got art, you've got mm-hmm. education, yeah. you've got product, and wow, yeah. it's just it's covering everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the educational uh, aspect of this, which I'm very mm-hmm. impressed with, and the fact you're teaming up with Monhaven, of course, it's a yeah. great institution. And, right. Um, we love Monhaven. I think you know, with with if we get past that land usage out there yes. which opens up a whole nother uh-huh. i'll get cheryl in here to talk about that she'll, she'll get on her soapbox on that but yeah that, that's going to be if that happens that's going to be fabulous right. out there with right that, using that land i think they're for, making some pretty good progress i hope so yeah they're making some really good progress i think that the community here in sumner county is really um starting to see the vision with mont haven and I, because that's what's really important sure. that's one of the things that's made tennessee honey festival so successful is the community saw the vision right along with us and so mont haven and the local community here in hendersonville and sumner county they're doing a great job with aligning everyone's visions together because what we we have and what Mont Haven has uh, presented and put out there for for the vision is to have a real campus for for art and education and can be a destination for people all over the country sure. to amphitheater. come. Amphitheater, they have the amphitheater and an amphitheater. Yeah, love it. Um, and then of course my pet project my favorite which is the um butterfly atrium that, that people can walk into it and there would, it would be the only one in the state really yeah oh, wow. a butterfly atrium um and i know that some of the the farms around here that sixty thousand kids come to some of the farms just to you know to pet a goat and to see dairy farming mm-hmm. and that kind of thing but mm-hmm. to be to be able to walk into a uh, 30 acre campus and be able to educate kids on art yeah is so important and then also to be able to educate them on pollinators and where they can they can see the whole cocoon and metamorphosis of a of a butterfly and um, different insects and then be able to hold a butterfly and let a butterfly land on their shoulder as they walk through this atrium <laughs> is it's calming and sure. it's in- inspirational so i think the community is really getting excited about the future of Mont Haven, and that's it's going to be a great um, institution and a great destination and a great um, staple for for Hendersonville. Yes, and uh, hoping that it won't become a parking lot. <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah, right. that's not needed, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <just> right. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, and I, I think again, I think the community is going to um, decide that, yeah. um, decide what happens at Mont Haven. And I think that the community is smart enough and passionate enough to make sure that this city becomes and stays what everyone loves loves about Hendersonville, mm-hmm. which is a diverse community that has a bunch of different types of people that live here. And we have a great community just for families. Sure. And we don't want to have to go outside of Hendersonville to do anything unless we have to. Yeah. So, and that's up to us. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Mont Haven the way it is, I mean, it's just an icon feature in Sumner County. Yeah. And I think it, it people are so proud of what goes on there and the, the job that they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the exhibits that they have has just been it's so impressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, William Lee Golden had his uh, event out there. Marty, uh-huh. Marty Stewart. Uh, right. You know, having these, these art exhibits that mm-hmm. are just uh, fabulous. My daughter is... 
12, but she's been going to Mont Haven for art classes since she was five. And they're bringing in people. One of the, one of the areas I'm, I'm really excited about is their new healing arts department. What that department is going to do is really empower people and whether they're young or old, um, art therapy allows people to really have an intimate working knowledge of who they are as a person. Okay. And they can really dive deep into who they are, what they think. They can work through ideas um, through art therapy. And it's going to take really strong, courageous people and make them even stronger and even more courageous. And so... Um, and we don't have anything like that really in the Nashville area. Yeah. So, and they've already got that going at Mott Haven, their art therapy, healing arts community, because it doesn't matter. It's not just for people that need, you know, emotional support and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's art therapy can actually take the strongest person and make them even stronger. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that more than anything um, right now at Mott Haven. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of great uh, events that are planned, I'm sure, and uh, we're going to be hearing about it. We usually, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put it out and let everybody know the events that, that are happening. And uh, yeah. so it, it's great that you you all are involved in that, and we, we appreciate your help. I think with, we have with... Princess Diana dresses coming. I don't okay. know if that's supposed to be public, but I don't well, care. Well, that's going to be interesting. A lot of people <laughs> like and see that. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? I, I mean, it. and they've had Picasso. I mean, it's awesome. It it's totally awesome what is. they do. Getting back to the Honey Festival now, are you going to do these in other parts of the state? Yes, we are getting requests to do uh, Honey Festivals in other part of the state, including Knoxville and even Memphis. Okay. I know that there's several people in Hendersonville that would like to see us come back to Hendersonville as well. Um, yeah. So we're happy to accommodate that and make that happen. <clears throat> we want to go where the community wants us and where we have um, aligned visions with the community. So we've got we're looking at Knoxville and Memphis, and of course we're in Nashville right now but um, we want it to be um, go wherever it can go sure well there's such a great concept that you came up with because I think a lot of people have no idea that this even went on right I mean they see bees but they don't understand really how it works yeah what what if somebody wanted to start their own beekeeper business kind of or just start getting into beekeeping what would they have to do gosh so the way that the beekeeping community does it right now which is why there's so much opportunity in the beekeeping world the way that they do it right now is it's a lot of tribal training so you find a mentor in beekeeping, which if you're interested in beekeeping, um, there's Tennessee Area Beekeepers Association that has a Facebook page. There's Northern Area Beekeepers Association um, that has a, which is up in Sumner County, that has a Facebook page. And then there's lots of different groups. And so you go, okay. you have to go to those groups for one, and then you find someone that you like is the way it works. Okay. And if you like the person, the beekeeper, then you ask them to be your mentor, and then they mentor you in beekeeping. So um, you have to get bees, you have to get beehives, you have to, you know, get a bee suit if you want to. My son is um, eight now, but ever since we've had bees, he no suit on, no gloves, nothing, no shirt, just shorts, no <laughs> shoes <laughs> even. He just walks up to the beehive and will... Um, Say, how you doing? He pets a bee. Oh. He pets bees. My son does. So the bee petter. Yes, he's a bee petter. So there's all different kinds of ways to get into beekeeping. You just yeah. have to... Um, but to your point, if someone wants to learn to be a beekeeper, um, it's... It's gotten a little easier over the past year. I know Jay Williams um, from Williams Honey Farm again. He offers a lot of online okay. beekeeping classes. Um, but there's opportunity there sure. for people to learn about bees and 
get into a whole new industry that's going to be doing nothing but go up over the sure. next 20 Absolutely. years? Well, we've got a couple minutes left. Uh, any uh, parting comments or things you would like to, to talk about? Yeah, to let everybody sure. know what's happening here. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, some of the um, interesting, some I have some really cool facts about honey um, that some of, a lot of your listeners may have heard, may have not heard, but um, honey never spoils, ever. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I know a lot of people have heard about the honey that they found in the Egyptian pyramids, and it's still <laughs> good, and you can, it's true, you can still eat it. The only uh-huh. thing that makes it spoil is if it gets water in it. So if it gets water, and if you get water in your honey, it spoils, you can't eat it anymore. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, Honey was a hot commodity in medieval Europe. One of the reasons why we have the term honeymoon, and a lot of people don't know what honey meat is, but it comes from, honeymoon comes from when they used to drink honey mead, and when people would get married in the medieval times, they would be given this elixir of mead, which is, it's a cross between wine and beer, and it's got about 11% alcohol content, and so they would give these newlyweds this honey mead, and then the newlyweds would go drink the the mead and consummate (laughs) the marriage, Um, but the mead helped it, which is why it's called a honey... Yeah! (laughs) That's why it's called the honeymoon. <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah. Wow. So that's why the meat, and there's only one meadery in Tennessee, and it's Honey Tree Meadery. I did not know anything about that. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people have never tried mead either. Um, so they can try that at the festival as well. And the um, bees survive. Another interesting fact that a lot of people don't know is that they survive on the honey that they make all winter. Oh, really? So they're okay. out pollinating and working their little tails off all summer, and then come the winter time, the reason why they have their um, hive going is because that's what they survive on all winter. So during our cold months and our snowmageddon like we had in sure. February this past yeah. year, um, they were busy keeping warm um, and eating on their honey. Um, so Wow. And then the Tennessee state insect is the honeybee. Is that right? Yes. That is right. Look at all the things we're learning today. Yeah. I, mean, I did not know that either. Just come to the Honey Festival and you will be overeducated, <laughs> which we believe in being overeducated. So. Well, let me tell you, this has been so enlightening and uh, we appreciate you and JK coming in for all the hard work you're doing in this and, you know, educating the folks and the kids love it. It's great uh, educational opportunity for them. So the Tennessee Honey Festival, folks, now it's going on October 3rd down at the First Horizon Park, down at the, where the Nashville Sounds are. It's going to be going from 10 to 5. Now that's a Sunday and you can get tickets uh, at their website. TennesseeHoneyFestival.com. How easy is that? How did I learn it in elementary school? T-E-N-N-E-S-S-E-E. HoneyFestival.com. Yeah. So go there, get your tickets, and get all the information that you want. And their Facebook page is loaded with the content as well. So just do that search and you'll find them. So listen, guys, thank you so much for spending time and educating me. I mean, I'm blown away now. So now I have to go out and get some real honey. Now. Yeah, well, we can help you with that. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. So thanks. So that's going to wrap another edition of Sumner County Spotlight here on the Sunday morning here at WHIN. I'm Jeff Shannon. We appreciate your listening in. It's going to be on the podcast page starting tomorrow. Uh, just check it out at whinradio.com. Just look for Summer County Spotlight. We appreciate that. We'll check you next time. 
So long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, F&M Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.